attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about plagiarism are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Melania Trump? We will not go quietly into night. We will not vanish without fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today we celebrate our Independence Day. It's a pretty big get call. I can't believe you got Melania. She wrote that speech herself. Wow. Impressive. I don't know. It sounds familiar to me. I, I didn't know she was speaking. I didn't realize. I just was looking at that woman. <laughs> All right. kidding aside, don't you want that to be your first lady? Because Third. here's what every negotiation Wait, should be. that's the kidding aside? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Seriously. All negotiations for, with Donald Trump as president should be, you know what, we're going to get to that nuclear proliferation, but first, uh, can you have a chat with Melania? It's like that Seinfeld episode where the pretty girl walks in and everything, all the problems are solved. She doesn't get speeding tickets, she gets front row tickets. I am impressed that didn't he run like a beauty contest for a few years there? And yeah. he's stuck with Melania the whole time. That's a lot. That's a whole lineup. 18 years they've been married. Huh? Yeah. 18 huh? years of, God, I'm old. of uh, <laughs> yeah. Miss USA's. That's that right. he yeah. could have had or had that we don't know about. That's right. 18 years of her having to have sex with him. Mm. I don't know if that's part of the deal. I don't think so. <laughs> that sure. poor He's the art of the, He knows the art of the deal. Yeah. That's uh, probably not part of the deal. <laughs> I just want her to be the first lady. Unbelievable. <laughs> Third. Uh, the movie, guys. Uh, here we are in the movie uh, showcast, your regular show that you get every week, part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. Hard to believe they got the floors clean in here after what happened. They had a lot of cats. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, here in the heart of Burbank Airport's Flyover Zone. Every week, we bring you a brand new show. Absolutely. Oh, Paul, turns out I uh, did not already win the publisher's clearinghouse, even though the envelope said that I may have already won. Yeah, I saw um, that. You, you may have, have already won. I, which is why I hurriedly opened it to find uh, out that I did not already hurriedly. win. Hurriedly? Is that a word? Hurriedly. Oh, nice. Which means I do not have the $10 million that I thought were in the envelope. I, I can see where you're sweating, but don't worry about it. The show is free. Oh, Whoa. okay. And we encourage you to follow us on social media at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is also free. And get interactive with us. Basically, just search the Movie Guys on Google, Yahoo, or Bing, Bing, and we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Movies aren't about the details; they're about the big picture. Adam Witt. I told you to mind the store, Leo. Not open your own franchise. And Karen Volpe. You guys, this is exactly how I pictured my death. <laughs> We're all in studio. Uh, you know, Karen, again. you're supposed to pick a line from a movie, uh, not ah! what you're thinking at the time. <laughs> uh, so we're all here. Plus, back to our regular format, as yes. we have a guest Yay! joining us as an actor who has appeared in a number of iconic films and TV shows like Boardwalk Empire and Captain Phillips to Twin Peaks and First Blood. Yeah. And he'll be in the show later. Chris Mulkey will Yay! be here. Right, I was enjoying the green room and all of the First amenities. Blood? Yeah, right? Yes. I, I, That's badass, yes. isn't it? We have plenty to talk today. about. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's a lot to talk about. I'm guessing he was one of the sheriff deputies, right? Uh-oh. Traipsing through the woods. Traipsing. Yeah. He did a lot of traipsing in that oh, movie. This is so exciting. Everyone traipsed. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of traipsing. How else do you get through the woods? Ah, <laughs> 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 that's going to be awesome. And as ever, we kick off the show with... <laughs> movie previews. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> last week, we had a lot of talk about one movie. This week, the schedule is much more packed. Aww. So we've got four movies to cover and shouldn't waste any time doing it. Uh, I know most of you find out what... 
each week's new releases are by coming to our humble showcast. We mm-hmm. appreciate that. This week, we have pretty much every genre represented. First, J.J. Abrams' company, Bad Robot, produces yet another movie this year, giving Blumhouse a run for their money <laughs> with Star Trek Beyond. And we have a kids' movie, oh, yeah. and they only come in one genre, comedy. Cartoon? <laughs> cartoon. <laughs> that, they're in cartoon, cartoon comedy. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ice Age Collision Course, and it will have lights out. And later in the show... Hi, darling. No, I'm working darling. from Nobu this week. You don't know this, and I don't know this, but Kate Moss is changing her PR. You've got to get her. Kate Moss, darling. Kate Moss, darling. Yeah, Fab Gang with Kate Moss. It's not going to go well. Darling, darling, no. sweetie, sweetie, darling. I don't want to shortchange Ab yes, Fab. Darling. We'll get to that in a second. But you brought up a good point. You'll, short, you'll shortchange Ab <laughs> Fab <Already>? later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. I'll give it yes. short shrift in due time. Yes. Um, when was the last time there was a kids movie that wasn't a comedy? When was like it was like Benji? It was the after school special in the eighties, right? Oh yeah, those were dramas. Those were sad. Yeah, that one with uh, Megan follows mm-hmm. Hockey Night. Or yeah, that's the last <laughs> Hockey Night. Yeah, that was Canadian. Nineteen eighty or something or other. Yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. you're right. Kids they movies don't, have to be comedies, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Wasn't Benji not a comedy? Benji was. Well, a, I mean, uh, then the dog dies if it's not a comedy. That's all sad. Benji never died, did he? No. Uh, old Yeller did. That wasn't a comedy. Trying to f- man, I can't think of. I one. don't know if that's a kid's movie. I mean, oh. <laughs> I it was. Died. They showed it to us in grade school. <laughs> well, and this explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, the big movies were Zootopia and Finding Dory for right? kids. Yeah. Oh, Finding Maybe. Dory could be sad. I mean, she could well, it's got looking heart. for her parents, right? Well, either way, they're animated. I, mean, I can't oh, think of just like true. kids doing. Oh. Also, you, you know, oh, nowadays it's all franchises, me? and your kids are going to oh. age out of it. What Maybe was Stand uh, by Me? Uh, no. Uh, no good, Judy Bummer Summer, and what was the other one? <laughs> God, uh, yeah, that was like I crapped my pants in kindergarten. What was that movie? Diary of a Wimpy Kid. There was. Yeah, those, diary. Those you a diarrhea of a wimpy yeah. kid. Uh, I thought it was called "I Crap My Pants in Kindergarten." I, I'm pretty sure that's I what it was called. That is a major I, theme. I, oh, in diary of a wimpy kid. Yeah, craps his pants. And in other films, awesome. I'm sure. Uh, now we talked about Ghostbusters oh all last gosh. week, so Karen would like to chime in. Uh, we had a pretty level-headed conversation about it, given the vitriol out there for that this remake. I, I hope it was worth trying to stalk and uh, kill Leslie. Uh, uh, Leslie Jones, Jones for because, no reason. Uh, I've heard everyone is, and I, and I hope it's for a good reason. Uh. Yeah, and she right. is like talking to Twitter specifically. But can we change the rules oh, yeah. here? Yeah, so she should. people aren't. That's ridiculous. Like, wait, you know, what's happening now? Leslie Jones has had death threats and everything else just for being in Ghostbusters. For just making, for being in and, Ghostbusters. And here's something you should know: she's thing. fantastic in Ghostbusters. I'm not I, saying that if she were bad, you're allowed know. to try it's to kill her. Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah, everybody relax. <laughs> everybody relax. So, fantastic. I did not see that coming. Yeah. And wow. here's, I didn't see it coming either because every yes, time. Yes, Karen, your full report. Right, my report is. Oh, your mini report. You got four movies. <laughs> I'll go talk really fast. <laughs> Ghostbusters was surprisingly fantastic. And there's a couple of reasons why. I um, saw it three times already because that's how I roll. But. First awesome. of all, Leslie Great. Jones was so good in the movie. She's super solid and smart, and she actually has a much more important role than Zetamore did. Yeah. She's on top of things. She's got the same heart as Zetamore. Yeah, People for were sure. complaining that she was a worker, and I was like, no. they're, do- they're putting Zetamore. They're giving it her the Zetamore feel, which is a little more working class. Because you have these scientists, and these scientists have a peculiar way of dealing with the world because they're all, you know, yeah. Uh, heady scientist, mm-hmm. and she obviously is a person who understands how to deal with the world and not get you know the crap beat out of her. So you need that combination because she's badass and goes out and gets things done. And at the same time, you have the heart of the Ghostbusters, which is Melissa McCarthy's character, who is so adorable and sweet and smart and funny and a big just a big cuddle muffin, much like Dan Aykroyd was. <laughs> and then the Venkman character, we take out all of the crazy, weird, hitting on people sexualism. And we just have a really smart woman who's super funny. And I love that. There's no... The one thing I like about this movie is that no time do the women ever feel fat 
or ugly or worry about how they look because they're too busy kicking ass. Not even during the bra and panty clad pillow fight that I'm hoping <laughs> Oddly enough, happens in this that movie. That doesn't happen. No? However, we get to see a very adorable Ken doll looking representation of Chris Hemsworth. He doesn't they don't push him over the the ang- like if it were a woman, her tits would have been hanging out and her ass would have been hanging out. That's a great thing. But about they don't that. push it. He's just adorable, like a little Ken doll, and it's so funny. They can make all the hitting on the secretary and ditz jokes that you just cannot do anymore by making him uh, a male bimbo. And the greatest, most uh, 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 arrested development line is when he shows them two headshots and he says, which one makes me look more like a doctor? This one of me playing a saxophone or this one of me listening Listening. to a saxophone? (laughs) And the entire time, no shirt on. Yeah, no shirtless. In either photo. Completely shirtless. But the women are scientists first and and foremost. For the record. This is another visual joke in it. Is he simply holding a saxophone next to his ear? ear. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to a saxophone. It's so quotable, too. That's the other thing that I was afraid the other movie would be in my head, and it wasn't at all. Right out of the gate, the very first character you meet is a guy giving a tour, and maybe three lines into it, I knew we were okay because he said, "Here, uh, here is where they had the face bidet, and they had a fence to keep out the Irish." And I said, "We are good. We're fantastic." Yeah, it's got no. the edge right out top. Oh, yeah, it's got edge. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm the only one at the table that has not seen this movie. Mm-hmm. But I have seen uh, Ghostbusters 2 about four times <laughs> on the TBS report. So for those of you not leaving your homes like me, feel free to dial up. I don't even know if it's TBS. It might be Esquire. They're running the crap just out of Ghostbusters. Just between Conan and Samantha B. it's yep, all Ghostbusters. It's just all Ghostbusters. <laughs> and you know what? Ghostbusters 2, give it a shot. It's not as bad as you think it might be. Hairless cats. It's hilarious. Weird. Yeah. And, I, and that's the thing about aliens. Every once in a while you meet a good one. But you know. <laughs> and, and, and the last thing I will say is that Venkman is one of those classic Bill Murray characters, doesn't do much, always wins. Can slack his way through a movie mm-hmm. and win. Stripes, <laughs> meatballs, it's what he does. Uh, Aaron, Kristen Wiig's character, is much different. So if you're looking for a different Ghostbusters movie, different. she's a character yeah. who, who can't win. And it's funny to yeah. see her not win. It's funny to see and her she should win try and get to the mayor yeah. through True. these glass windows that she thinks are doors and it's hilarious which is uh by the way homage to lewis tully trying to to get into the restaurant whenever he's trying to run away from the demon dog and it's so great because she thinks they're sliding doors and and she's a scientist it's so sad so So good a hearty thumbs up and you're back in ghostbusters mode it seems like you were back when the first one came out oh my gosh i have to see it in the theater and i figured out why because, first of all, I like going to that world. I just love being in the Ghostbuster world. There's something about it. And I'll say, on top I, of that, yes. the uh, the look and feel is a Ghostbusters movie. It's totally Ghostbusters. Go- so, Fee, right at the top, it looks and feels. Even the graininess, everything. Yeah. He does it totally James Bond style, which is there's a haunting at the beginning, yep. and then we yes. hit the theme, Ghostbusters, ah! and you're like, ah, that's how I want this to begin that way this every is time. How it's, you know? And yeah. the guy yeah. the, they had, the first actor, has such a wonderful look of terror on his face. Yeah. Great casting. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. the um, smaller parts, and I don't want to say smaller, but the roles that are not the ones you expect to see are fantastically cast and done. Of the show, but anyway, you're fin- you finishing Walsh. up. You have to go to the theater. <laughs> Who is that floating beefcake? <laughs> you have to go to the theater to see it, I think, because these, this is one of those movies that you need to see it a big screen. But also, I don't see this you know, playing again over and over and over, so I have to see it as much in the theater right now as I can. Karen, would you like to go see it? Yes, I'll I go see like it with you. I would like to see it with you. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So I'm, I'm waiting, waiting yes. for this. Yes, so good. 
so good. You, you want to go see it, it Chris? Yes. All right, we're doing this. It's from the green room. Chris says he's going to go too. It's exciting. But it's it's a great movie. Bring uh bring your daughters. Uh, it's such a strong movie for women. It's a great movie. Bring your daughters to movie day. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to our first film of the upcoming weekend. And bring men to movies that like women. Anyone who likes women, there you go. They should see. It. Oh, I do. I'll go. Here's a genre yeah. film. Somebody must be pissed. All right, first movie. Uh, like Batman and the Valley of the Dolls before it, Star Trek is going beyond. Adam, let's talk about it. Here we go. Switching. Switching uh, pretty much. Not a 180, but... Onto Star Trek. Here we go. Well, you know, it's also a, a genre 165. movie. 165. There you go. <laughs> Star Trek goes beyond J.J. Abrams in the third installment of The Adventures of the USS Enterprise. Some posters have only the word beyond, making this very confusing for Toy Story fans who fear they've missed the prequel to infinity. The new crew of the Enterprise is now three years into their five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, and have all of that piss off their fans. Mm-hmm. This is the first Star Trek movie in the series not directed by J.J. Abrams, who left the series to direct another movie when he responded to this Craigslist ad. Wanted, a writer-director, to reboot a famous sci-fi franchise. Must have previous experience restarting long-dormant beloved series with a rabid fan base, preferably named Star Something. <laughs> The ins- this installment of Star Trek is directed by Justin Lin, director of Fast and Furious. Mm. Not to be confused with The Fast and oh, The Furious. Right. Fast and Furious is the fourth movie oh. in the The Fast and The Furious franchise. Oh, okay. Uh, Too Fast, Too Furious was the sequel to The Fast and The Furious. Oh, yeah. But The Fast and The Furious yeah. Tokyo yeah. Drift, the movie yeah. after Too Fast and Too Furious, wasn't really a sequel, but was eventually folded into the grand story design. Your point? Right, my point. Uh, my point is that this movie is directed by Justin Lin. All right, this director looks. Uh, this director choice has led to some criticism that this Star Trek looks too fast and furious. Good research, guys. I probably could have told you that. If you're trying to point out that I don't need your opinion, well, I'm ahead of you. This time, the Enterprise goes deep into space and is attacked by an alien named Idris Elba. Oh, actually, the alien is played by Idris Elba. The character's name is Crawl. Idris Elba is a more convincing alien name, gotta be honest. All right, well, that's true. Crawl's attack forces uh, Kirk and anyone not wearing a red shirt to abandon the ship and seek refuge on an alien planet where Kirk must lead what's left of his crew in a fight for survival against a seemingly unstoppable alien army, all while trying to find a way off the planet and back home. There's also a new alien ally whose name is slightly different new facial makeup than Crawl. <laughs> Here's a clip where the Starfleet crew has to communicate with a whole new group of aliens. It may not be from Probably not from the movie, that clip. Crawl attacks the starship without warning because he needs and wants a valuable ancient artifact that's on the starship. And because he's smart and he knows attacking without warning is the best way to attack. First rule of attacking, don't tell them you're about to attack. For those of you who may not know, Crawl is a lizard-like dictator that gets his life force from sucking the life out of his, out of his victims. So if you ask me, Star Trek Space Vampires would have been a much better title. But apparently, Taylor Lautner wasn't available for the movie. Actually, Taylor Lautner was in Twilight, but his character Jacob was a werewolf. You really think any of our listeners know that? No. What is Crawl's endgame? (laughs) To turn everyone on the Enterprise gay, starting with Sulu. I don't think that's what happens. Oh, then you haven't been reading Twitter. Here's the scene where Sulu comes out to the crew. I'm gay! He's gay! I'm glad the 
turn it into a musical sequence. It's I so upbeat. I, I think it's very catchy. I think my clips are off today. <laughs> they, they play a clip and it's... I'm gay! <laughs> He's gay! Uh. Oh, that's nice. Sulu isn't turned gay by the oh. alien menace, but it is revealed that in the current timeline, Sulu is gay. Just like the actor who played Sulu previously, George Takei. The announcement that Sulu was gay gave liberals whiplash when they stood to applaud the move only to find out that George Takei was opposed to the idea. However, in defense of screenwriter Simon Pegg, it's probably hard to write the character of Sulu without thinking of George Takei. The trailer also features a new song by Rihanna called Sledgehammer. Hmm. Here's a bit of the song I really want to hear. I wanna be Sledgehammer. Uh, Paul, that was Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. I know. That's the song I really wanted to hear. Uh, here's Rihanna. I hit a wall. I never felt so low. So low. It's got an air of 007 theme to it. Does, it does, yeah. It really sounds like a great 007 theme. I was about ready to make fun of that, and then I had that exact bad. thought. Yeah. Like, oh God, I like this better than the last Bond song. Oh, I do too. That Bond song sucks. That, that one that Michael, sure. somebody or other sang. Wait, Paul, oh. you didn't get to the part where she repeats a syllable over and over again. Ammer, 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 ammer. She's big for that. If it worked for first time, do it over yeah. and over. <laughs> Sounds like Star Trek Beyonce. <laughs> to sum up, if there's one theme that can encompass vocal movie fans this summer from Batman v Superman to Ghostbusters, yes. is that they wish everyone would stop making movies. Please, boldly go fuck yourselves. All right, where's that one? <laughs> Star Trek Beyond, everybody. Mark on the script, you need to bleep that. Yeah, you might want to bleep that out. <laughs> We're going to bleep that. Um, I forgot this movie was coming out. I've been so busy with Ghostbusters. Got exci- it gets there's exciting enough- these summers. Wow, there's a Star Trek movie. Right? There's a lot of summer left. Holy cow. Yeah. We so, got Jason Bourne oh coming. We got we Suicide Squad oh coming. I was uh, uh, paying attention during yes. that preview, and it occurred to me Uh-oh. that there is some uh, backlash against this movie, that people are upset. Didn't we People like the upset. last one he did? Wasn't the last one great? Everything. Yeah. But didn't we like the last one? Well, no, I no. guess we didn't. They didn't. Well, they also, but, I, they, but we did. Yeah. I mean, I did. We all did. I think, but people had a problem that Khan wasn't Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, <laughs> because you know he's dead, so you can never do Khan again. Don't tell me you're gonna ruin their childhood. <laughs> yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. That's, that's, yeah, no, there's a very that. vocal, simplistic uh, minority of fans out there that shout a lot. But yeah, yeah, the last one was great. I thought the last one was great. It was yeah. great. I, I the, uh, the last one sold me. I never was a Star Trek fan until I saw that. Now I like everything about it. It's Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> so as good. Khan. Yeah, I want to slap anybody. I don't think that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and the first one was fantastic. Yeah. Was what a way to reboot. Just right. say, you know, we're going to change the timeline, do whatever we want. You know what? Forgiven. Boom. And have fun with it. And, they and the, did. the same pluses with Ghostbusters. It's like, oh, man, you really got to have to cast someone with some real gravitas to uh, cover Ricardo. Gra- oh, never mind. He did. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you cool. did. Cool. Guess what? There's a lot of really good actors out there. <laughs> yeah. So, yay. And they're, all, and they're all in this one. I mean, Pine's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but we're going to miss Anton Yelchin after I this know. movie. Oh, I know. For anybody that doesn't know, he got, Anton Yelchin died a couple weeks ago. Got Accidentally. A terrible way to go. How did he get killed? A car. He, oh, go ahead. His car parked in his garage. He got out to do something, and the parking brake wasn't on, and it crushed him. But what? It, here to go yeah. even worse, mm-hmm. there was a recall on his car, that brand, because there was something wrong with the brake. It didn't go into park. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh there's a lawsuit. It's awful, dude. It's, it's not, happened before, but was not the car killed running? People? Uh, yeah, he stopped to get his mail. So he was inside the gate. He stopped. He put it in park, got out, started doing something with the mail, and it just rolled back, and he couldn't get out of the way. So it was a slow death. It was like yeah. a slow, it's crunching, horrible. suffocating death. 
And it was something that yes, the car Mark. manufacturer. <laughs> I feel worse. They Thanks. knew about it, I from what I understand. I did not know this. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's well, terrible. those boys down at Bentley are going to hear it from me. Bentley. <laughs> I assume Jeep. he was driving a Bentley. I don't know. Mercedes. Jeep. I guess these don't yeah. pay that well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, listen. If you're not excited about Star Trek, maybe this will help. I mean, come on. How great is I know, that? Right. It's so epic. This is the 50th anniversary. It is, and we'll be celebrated with Shatner and Bakula and a whole panel down at Comic Con. Blackula's coming? <laughs> Blackula. That's what and I heard. Blackenstein, they'll all be there. <laughs> and if I you don't heard. like that. Oh. Uh oh. This is the 09 reboot theme. Chikino. Oh, yeah. So good. Right? Yeah. Hits you in the heart, doesn't it? And then Giacchino did a redo of the original Star Trek theme for the credits. That's a killer that was, no, that was the first one I played, yeah. Oh, was that his version? Yeah, that was oh, souped yeah, up a little great. bit. Because the old one has the bongos. Oh, that's true, that's true. It's a little more, uh, this one is a little more orchestral. The space orcastral. bongos are the best. Yeah. Yeah. Did you bring uh, James Horner? I did not. That's okay. Well, let's do it on the way home. That's fine. <laughs> I kept the original theme and the one we're going to have now. Yeah, you will. I know you will. All right, well, uh, we're all going to see that. Yeah. Next up, another franchise entry, this one featuring Ray Romano. You know, Paul, I was wondering, how much do you think he's worth? Ray Romano? Yeah. Well, let's see. For creating and starring in Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, he began the show at an already high 800,000 an episode. Wait, I got this, Adam. <laughs> Right. Oh my God! So let's say there are we have a Fred Norris this one. <laughs> let's say there are twenty-two episodes in a season at eight hundred thousand an episode. All right, that's uh, seventeen million six hundred thousand for this season. Now eight seasons—that's one hundred forty thousand or one hundred forty million eight hundred thousand for eight seasons. Well, let's not forget that the last two seasons of Everybody Loves Raymond—he was paid one point eight million an episode. That's. 39,000 39,600,000 per season, 79,200,000 for those last two seasons alone. So you take that add it to the eight seasons before, you have well over 200 million dollars. And that's not including his other 40 plus credits, which is uh, you know, additional income, take away expenses, and you're probably looking at about 120, 130 million dollars. And now he's appearing in Ice Age Collision Course. Exactly, Paul. He needs the money. I have a feeling you want to talk about this. Let's do it. Here we go. This is the 12th entry into the popular animated series, or maybe I'm just lumping in all the land before times with it. In Ice Age Collision Course, the Ice Age gang unthaw a funny Jay Leno. Who teams with Japanese Inspector Pat Morita for cop antics? Godzilla's attacking the city. For the love of God, stay in Why your home. And they sent Tojo over here to investigate. Tojo? Tojo! They're in there playing Kabuki Theater with Madame Butterfly. I ought to stir fry your face. I don't know where you come from. I can arrest people from Japan all day long. That goes on and on. Oh Sadly, Paul, that's not what happened. Well, it's what I wish happened. <laughs> if you haven't seen an Ice Age movie, don't worry. The official description of this movie seems to have recycled the description of all of them in this hilariously generic description. Scrat's epic pursuit of the elusive acorn accidentally sets off a series of events that transform and threaten the Ice Age world. To save themselves, the Ice Age herd must embark on a quest full of comedy, adventure, traveling to exotic new lands, and encountering a host of colorful new characters. That was the new Ice Age movie, however, that you were describing, yeah? Uh, does it matter? No. Scrap mistakenly sends a meteor hurtling to Earth, dooming an entire planet. This is not the first time an animated character has destroyed an entire planet, but maybe I'm giving the release of Madagascar 3 too much credit. A big asteroid is headed this way, and the gang decides that it's up to them to stop it. But how? 
Well, presumably by recruiting Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton to blow it up with a nuclear bomb. Sure. And quite frankly, that's kind of where this particular Ice Age movie breaks down. <laughs> Nothing takes you out of the moment like seeing, seeing Billy Bob Thornton on the screen. <laughs> I believe this is a mathematical formula. The Friday the 13th constant, I call mm. it. Which states, any series that goes long enough will eventually end up in space. <laughs> Well, looks like the climate change debate rages on. Although we're not too sure which side of the debate this particular movie is on, because this time around it's an asteroid that threatens their very existence and not some magical, mystical phenomenon like ozone or El Nino. Titan AE's John Leguizamo, welcome to Mooseport's Ray Romano, and National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1's Dennis Leary <laughs> return as Sid, Manny, and Diego. They're joined by Scrat, Shira, Gertie, Dagwood, Marmaduke, Kathy, and Rex Morgan, MD. <laughs> I think. You know, if it weren't for these Ice Age movies, John Leguizamo wouldn't be working at all. No, wait, I think I read that wrong. What I meant to say was, if it wasn't for these Ice Age movies, John Leguizamo wouldn't be working at all. I don't think I heard a difference. Oh, you did. You did, Paul. And so did John Leguizamo. (laughs) But as the Macklemore song in the trailer, and every trailer, will tell you, tonight is the night. They'll fight till it's over, because they'll put their hands up like the ceiling can't hold them. Can we go back? This is the moment. Tonight is the night. You know, I'm worried about the upcoming generation because their music has in no way prepared them for the fact that some nights are not the night where everything will go awesome. (laughs) Eventually, the characters of Ice Age face an equatorial warming due to high CO2 levels that ushers in the Holocene Epoch, which will all be detailed in the next film, Ice Age, An Inconvenient Truth. Holocene Epoch is my favorite novel by uh, <laughs> Philip Dick. <laughs> no, who's got to Jason Bourne? Oh, Rob, that's right. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not Robert Ludlum, it's yeah, definitely Ludlum. definitely Ken Follett. <laughs> it's a Ken Follett, the Holocene Epoch, the Holocene or Dan Brown Epoch. might have pulled that one out yeah, too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, who's let's going see. to see this? Uh, I thought this movie came out of nowhere. Did, did all of a sudden we need another one of these? No. They used to like take over the July Fourth weekend. Now here it is uh, going up against Star Trek. I don't it's know. It's weird, yeah, to put yeah. it out this like th- this is a this is a patented March release, right? I was thinking Easter movie. <laughs> What's coming out in it's March? so an well, Easter. The first movie. one was, but when they got bigger and sequels, they, they mm. did take on like July Fourth. Didn't they, they know Pets just million. came out? Why are they bothering? Right, yeah, Dory I mean, before that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an animated movie a week right now. And what was his name? Uh, Dang. Who who directed the Too Fast Too Furious movies that we were talking? Justin about? Lin. John Justin Singleton. J- no, John Justin, Justin Lin. Lin. John Singleton directed oh, okay. King Fast Too Furious. That's Why a movie that? that's right Fast there. He's correct. <laughs> Director of Rosewood. But anyway. he, didn't, he didn't do this one. He didn't do this one or the last one because the last one was Continental Drift. This one's Collision Course. Wow, you know this? Oh, they're like, mm. but they, they feel very they Fast feel and Furious, right? You're right. Yeah, you know you're, you're right. Collision point. Course. I would, you know, that's I would, I would like to see more car crashes in these, <laughs> car chases in these Ice Age movies. Has has uh, has uh, TBS played uh, Collision Course with Jay Leno and Pat Morita recently? No, but you know what has my own personal <laughs> DVD collection. Ah! I think it's thanks to you. I think you gave I me think I got Collision it. Course, I course, course, which I have watched when I was homesick once. It's a great movie. It's kind it's of really, amazing. It's really fun. It's, yeah. it's like kind of DC Cab, yeah. uh, the movie of the yeah. era. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a little bit of nostalgia listening to this. Simon Pegg is in this. <laughs> Simon Pegg is in this. Yeah. I love oh. Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg week continues. I don't have to see this, though, do I? Even if I love Simon Pegg? No. Okay, good. <laughs> There's only a lot of other movies you haven't there seen. Is I no was a little worried. Paul? What's the one I you did. Saw I like that. I love good. Simon Pegg. What's Peg? the one you saw with uh, Lake Bell that you enjoyed? I don't remember the name Man of up. it. Man, Man up. up. What Everything. a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> Lake Bell? 
Yeah, yes. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Blake Bell is Girl. worth See, watching. I don't know. She was in playing a funny character. Film. I didn't pay attention how big her Was she in Jag? Was that Jag? No, no it was it? Catherine Bell. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> you got half The Bell right. twins. The Bells. Okay. Oh, <laughs> ringing. The Bells are ringing with those girls. <laughs> you know, this movie, it's about the Ice Age, but I feel like it's happened longer than it's like, been going on. Than, than the ice it must age. have been it's melting in this series yeah. at some point. This must be the fifth or sixth one of these. Which I'm like, really? Supposedly means I should see all I of did them. see the first one. It, I'm, I'm such a Pixar nut. I mean, anything less than that, I've kind of am spoiled by these, Pixar. These are so. These have been around so long that they uh, date back to when CGI was really bad, and now they uh, are currently uh, just doing bad CGI to save some money, honestly. Oh, that's right, because they really <laughs> can't change the Never need to really up their game. And all these movies look loony. The Storks movie that's coming yeah. out the um trolls movie that's coming out they're all this like oh, hey really? here's 100 million jokes angry birds <laughs> is like it's like let's that's the nice down. thing about ghostbusters they do they slow down at one point it gets a little heavy uh special effectsy there i think but then the third time i saw it i understood what was happening the finale yeah, yeah. yeah. it but took I mean, me a second but directly to the animation point finding dory i mean did they just take their time and they they know they have characters who they're going to make you care about mm-hmm. and not just like you kind of care about the characters but look jokes 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 yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, but they, but these people know they're competing with that. They're like, well, look, that's got all the heart. We've got yeah. to distract. We've no, got Ice to, Age. They stand behind Finding Dory and go, whoa, hey, 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 over here. It's over true. You're right. Ice Age has always kind of gone for jokes. That's I mean, yeah, they got Dennis Leary and Ray Romano. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> so. And it's a mastodon and a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get to the next movie. Now that you put it like that, Adam. A week after Thank Ghostbusters you. featured strong women persevering against all odds, in the interest of equal time, Absolutely Fabulous presents hard-drinking, promiscuous, <laughs> ne'er-do-well women. How often do they do well? Ne'er. <laughs> they ne'er do well. I see. Oh, God, I can't believe you're still alive. Our thoughts exactly. Let's talk about it. Oh, come on. It's from the movie. It's summertime, which means hot flashes. And nothing says hot flashes like Absolutely Fabulous, the movie. Absolutely Fabulous, the movie continues the adventures of Adina and Patsy, the mean, shallow, alcoholic publicist and fashion editor chums, on a screen as big as their egos. Now, if you don't know the show, then I won't sound like I looked most of this up. Absolutely (laughs) Fabulous is a cult show enjoyed by gay American men and, I assume, British people. That lampooned, superficial, elitist, rich snobs. Kind of the Kardashians meets... Something you can watch for an hour and a half. Creative Jennifer Saunders and co-star Joanna Lumley return to the roles they created on the show that ran for 20 years in the UK. And if you don't know anything about British television, the next stat is going to make sense for you. In those 20 years, they made 39 episodes. So just 30 more years until syndication, everybody. Unlike the BBC show, the movie isn't stuck with four locations and shot on whatever terrible video format they've been shooting on in Britain for 80 years. (laughs) The film version takes our heroes to the most fashionable sections of London, where they commit a huge fashion faux pas. They kill Kate Moss. And there was much rejoicing. (laughs) Now, I don't want to say that the British tend to overact. React, but apparently getting Kate Moss wet is a national incident. Getting Kate Moss wet, well, that's more than Johnny Depp could ever say. <laughs> then they I've been, wanting, I mean, I've been wanting that drop oh, for it's, so long. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> then they end up on the run, brexiting to the French Riviera, where, like the zebra, their stripes of boozy pretension will blend in. 
The most shocking thing about the Ab Fab duo, after yes. 25 years of them smoking and drinking, their livers and lungs haven't caught up with them. <laughs> Paul, look, if you're worried about plot, then maybe this movie isn't for you. But if you want to have a good time and forget about how the whole world is going to hell, well, then you can't beat watching a couple of drunk British broads stumble around quipping funny lines with a funny accent. If we American audiences learn one thing from British sitcoms, it's that we don't really need to understand what people are saying as long as they're saying it with a funny accent. Now save your breath and cured your parts. Hey, look, so what's a heck of two roof lights? Uh, the sinus house frame furniture. And the uh, scarf cushions with the uh, mats and shack by cover. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. It sounds like there's a dog panting in the background. There, there is. is. Yeah. <laughs> now, the way these people say stuff is just hilarious. I honestly do not understand. I went and watched a couple clips today. I don't understand what they're saying most of the time, but the way they say it is always funny. You can take any other serious script and have John Cleese say it, and it's just a script. It's funnier, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I know you guys probably won't see this, so I'll go probably and see not. it and give you a full report. But I, I like these ladies. I think they're fun. Well, this made me want to watch the show. I'd watch yeah. the show. I don't know if I could see this movie. Uh, I, I, I've worked with this director who, now that I put it together, really reminds me of this. Um, the lady at Downey who's, darling, darling, sweetie, sweetie, darling. Oh. Darling, here's what we need you to do. Marcia. Do. Darling, yes. <laughs> you need to speak faster, louder, and just face down stage. <laughs> You're like, oh, all right, Marcia. Face down on the stage? Face down on the stage, darling. <laughs> darling, just move down stage. She does a lot, of that, a lot of that you know, right? You know. You know, like, you know. The, uh, the character Jennifer oh, Saunders yeah. in this. Like, when Kate Moss dies, Kate, you know, she's, you know. You know. <laughs> she just sort of whittles yeah, down know. to, you know. Do the, do... <clears throat> Yes. Do you think the British people think it's funny the way they sound? Because I agree oh, with Adam. Yeah. There are some oh, lines in that are just absolute, just so dry. They're dry and they're they're just uh, uh, custodial lines. They're just moving yeah. the plot along, but they sound funny. Uh, yeah, it just makes me laugh. It dry do, and droll. And I'm yeah. wondering if the British hear that same sense of humor in it. Yeah, or oh. does that just come off like? Oh, that's a line of dialogue. Yeah, exactly. You, you guys made a joke in the the script about how it's like the Kardashians, and in a way, this was so interesting that it's before the time of when we actually had reality TV, and the idea of all this excess was acceptable. So th when these two did these characters, they were so ridiculous, it, and now it's not a big deal. Yeah, it was very unpc when they crazy. started, but yeah. now it's like, oh uh, yeah, we, oh, we know just, people like this. <laughs> so it's become in style oddly enough by the way to that last point though i've heard uh, people from other countries laugh at when americans get very american like if you hear <laughs> someone from britain do an american accent or some foreign country they'll they will hit all the they will talk like this they, they will get the, and and so uh, bring out you gotta bring ours in uh, bring in ours, ours and you're and in, whenever you do way. kind of talk in a particular way like that you i uh, people from other countries will kind of I've always wondered how people in other countries and other languages make fun of English. That so is. we can make gibberish Japanese, we can do gibberish Chinese mm -hmm. with just nonsensical words, oh, but how do you mimic nonsensical words in English? And somebody once said, I think Matt Larson, movie guy, friend of the show, <laughs> Matt Larson said that people in foreign countries will just go, hern, 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 and that's their impression of Americans instead of like, ching chong, bong, 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 you know, when we do hern, 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 It was hern, 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 hern. sounds like our show every week. I've, I've worked up at Universal Studios, and it's funny when you hear the foreign language announcement mm -hmm. for a show that's starting. You know, it's like, starting in 10 minutes, Waterworld. Then you hear, Waterworld. Sea War Spectacular. Let's get to our final movie right, of the big weekend. 
Counter-programming week hits for the cycle, adding a horror movie to the female-oriented British sitcom and animated children's movie, all falling under the description of not Star Trek. Hmm. It's Lights Out. Adam? Lights Out! James Wan, the director of The Conjuring and Saw, sets a new standard for low budgets by making the plot of Lights Out revolve around not lighting a movie. <laughs> In a plot as relevant as the 2016 presidential race, a malevolent spirit invades a household, keeps them up at night, and refuses to leave. Teresa Palmer plays Rebecca, a single mother with a bit of a haunted childhood. And when she discovers her brother is experiencing the same haunting she did, well, it's time for mom to spring into action and lay down some super parenting on her son. I want to tell you a story. Long time ago, I had a friend named Diana. Now that's the mother, right? I think. That's I Teresa Palmer's mother, played by Maria Bella. Okay. Maybe. I, 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 I thought so, but the, all the last names are different on IMDb. I don't know. I did, it got confusing. The kid's not her kid. The point right? of the joke is they're related, and she scares the crap out of him while she's trying to calm him there down. There you go. <laughs> She's literally like, whatever you do, do not turn the lights out. All right, let's get, let's hit it. Let's go. Let's get to bed. That's like my mom. Thanks either sis or mom, yeah. right? <laughs> the child will never close his eyes again. <laughs> Somebody is not being good to this kid. I don't know if it's his it's, mother, his sister, but you just don't do that. That's the point. Okay, right before you go to bed, let me just uh, throw this at you. But she came back. She's going to stay. Here you go. As long as you keep the lights out. Holy Good God. night. Good night. Good night. Jeez. I was afraid I'm of the I'm terrible dark. at this. Good night. Don't let the bed butts bite. Calm oh and reassuring. God. All right. Um. <laughs> Whew, okay. Uh, lights Out from Keep It Simple Stupid Productions is a movie made out of one scary gimmick. When you turn the lights out, a spooky silhouette appears, only to disappear as soon as you turn the lights back on. Then... When you turn them out again, the spooky silhouette reappears. And every time you turn the lights out and then back on again, the spooky silhouette gets closer and closer to you. I think I know how to solve this problem. Yeah. Oh, no time for that. Let's play a clip. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Here's that's an actual a, clip. From the movie. Movie. <laughs> Here's an actual clip from the movie. This is an actual clip. All right. Yeah, we're guessing that it'll pretty much be two hours of that. All yep. right. So uh, now there's got to be more to this movie than that, I imagine, right? Really? You think so? Here's another clip, completely chosen at random. At random. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Now. Oh my now remember, we're spoiler-free shows, so if you don't want this movie to be spoiled for you, do not listen to this next clip. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I didn't give anything away there. <laughs> Joss Whedon has criticized horror films for devolving into torture porn, but with this film, at least you're getting pervy torture porn. You know, the kind where a male writer, male director, team of male producers all make a movie where women and children are frightened? Mm. <laughs> Nothing makes a horror movie creepier than a slow, creepily sung version of a classic rock song, and this trailer is no exception. Now, although the lyrics to this Buffalo Springfield song, Stop Children, What's That Sound, are actually a great match for a horror movie, you know, this could be because the original song was also from a horror movie, The Vietnam War. 
So let's check off the modern day scary movie checklist, shall we? Single mom. Check. Child possessed or haunted. Check. Big spooky house. Check. Oh, lastly, do we have a shot of someone getting sucked away from the camera? Check. Hey, it's a scary movie. Congratulations, hey, movie. Well done, movie. That's the thing. If you're per- if you got someone being sucked away into darkness, yeah, that's the horror movie. And the creepy song, of course. These are requirements nowadays. There's a great scene in Ghostbusters where the uh, ghost gets hit by a train, and Leslie Jones goes, well, I guess he's going to, to Brooklyn. I guess he's going to Queens. 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 He's going to be the third scariest thing on, on that, that train. train. <laughs> I immediately thought of you, Adam. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Yeah. All right, well, that's lights out. <laughs> Adam's um, usually the third scariest thing on that train. <laughs> All right, well, we have uh, enough of these movies. We have entirely new nonsense to get on with, and that involves our guest, an actor who's been on Twin Peaks and films like Captain Phillips and Whiplash, Chris Mulkey, and he'll be back with us here in just a moment. Hey, you got that right. I got the people to meet. Finding myself every day more complete. I got no money in my pocket, but I know I'm on my way. That is the the music of our guest today. We'll get into that a little bit later as well. But our guest is uh, an actor who's been on Twin Peaks and films like Captain Phillips and Whiplash. Chris Mulkey is with us. Nice to be here in Burbank. There's the official. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So I just want to get this out of the way. Uh Uh-oh. Go. A lot of people come up to you and they go, loved you in American Pie. No, Mm -hmm. I loved you in American Beauty. Loved you in, they think you're Chris Cooper. You yeah, get that? Yep, the I do. Thinking man's Chris Cooper. Yes, but I'm a foot taller than he is, and I'm funny. Well, yeah, that's hilarious. true. <laughs> but I once pretended to be Daniel Day-Lewis, who is a foot taller than me, and that didn't bother anybody. Oh, I, I have so to you, confess to you that one time I was in an Irish bar, and I was drinking with my friends, and this, these two girls came up and said, oh, my God, oh, my God, I know who you are. I, know. I, said, I said, well, that's great. It's nice to meet you. She says, Chris Cooper, I said, I'm really, she said, no, no. Then she rambled off a bunch of Chris Cooper things, and she said, I just want to buy you and your friend a drink. And I went, yeah, I am Chris <laughs> <laughs> She said, well, you have, I said, we'll have two whiskeys and two pints of beer. That's Thank right. you, guys. <laughs> so that's how I it should be. I myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just whoring for glory, and that's the, just the way <laughs> it is. Every bit as accomplished as he is, which is yeah. hilarious, because they're mistaking yeah. you for the famous person that you are. I'm yeah. sure, I'll bet you a box of donuts, plain or assorted, that he gets the same thing. freaking <laughs> nuts. We're, we're so different in our work, you know. It's like it's amazing. So, you know. Have you ever worked with him? No, no. How could I? It'd They'd be have like, to play brothers. No, no it'd, be the, it'd be the Mirror Show yeah. or something like that. You didn't do that remake of Carbon Copy or? Anything? We walk alike. We talk alike. I did, did it. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> well, you do have. 217 IMDb Whoa. credits, which might be Man. the record in this. Yeah. We had Beth really? Grant, oh. and you know Beth Grant? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she had over 200. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Miami and do uh, Bruno and Naomi's Blind Date. I'm doing that movie. That sounds uh, like a porno. It, Tinker Cow now? Mm-hmm. No, no, it's not. It's not. I play an INS. I, that's. I do have. I do have this. For you, I uh, saw you were growing some facial hair. I, I have a porno stash. Nice. That's, that's why I was wondering about that being a porno. Well, you know, well, it's, just uh, yeah, yeah, it's Miami. You know, it's just kind of. So that's to play a uh, INS agent. I play an INS agent. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And Do they uh, give you stunt pay for the mustache? Do you get paid extra? 
This is called a flavor saver. Oh. <laughs> it's explain. Not Again, not a porn movie. Don't, don't, don't have him explain, Karen. <laughs> Bestie doesn't. You guys just figured it out. You Thank guys are you. Bad. But I just did a, a scary movie with uh, Diablo Films. Um, they were some of the guys that that I did a movie called The Purge with. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So we they they uh, did this movie called uh, Slumber, where I ran this hospital where you can check in, but you can't. Oh, are you like an evil doctor? You would oh, I'm such an evil doctor. Oh, oh. they No, check it out. They're all coma patients, right? And they bring oh, them no. in, then we just eat their brains. It's fantastic. And the Weird. people go, Monkey, why would you do that? You've been in two Academy Award winning movies. It's Hollywood, dude. Swing the bat. <laughs> Come on now. That sounds amazing. How is Marcus Nispel? We haven't talked to him in a while. Fabulous. Just assume he made fabulous. We had cocktails. That's what is that? That's. Michael Bay's company he usually works with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I just keep I just keep, you know, and just keep swinging it. It's good. Yeah, it looks so. like five or six product uh Productions right now you're involved in are either you know announced or in pre-production all that at the very top of the thing so yeah still working. I had a, I had a, a year a couple of years ago um, where I, I I did eleven movies in one year I, wow. and I won the uh, I won the, uh, the the Hollywood Hog of the Year award. <laughs> Good somebody we know should. Yeah, yeah. That and a bunch of people were... that look somewhat like you going, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guy again? Chris Cooper oh. sitting in the back like that. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, give me the trick chair. I almost uh-huh. fell off backwards. That's all right. That's all right. That's a good joke. So I've, I've always been curious about working on a, a horror mo- movie because I assume that it's not dark and spooky and scary while you're shooting it. That's true. What is the mindset that you have to get into? To get into, I think comedy is easy to get into when you're on set and maybe action adventure is even easier. But here you're in this... A totally dark place, but I'm assuming it's lit. I'm assuming there's a bunch of people standing around. No, it's it, it's completely terrifying. <laughs> is it? And then, yeah, the, the, the drive, just the drive to the studio is terrifying. <laughs> you get out of your car and this is the, Chris, 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 what, what? what? You know, and then I'm then, then okay, I'm, I'm fine. And you walk inside and then you sit down in your your dressing room and all of a sudden the door <laughs> closes. You know, it's terrifying. The whole time is terrifying. Yeah, is it written up? No, it's I'm weird. asking a serious <laughs> question, Chris. Okay. craft services. So, some directors are so serious, do they make you murder someone before you actually <laughs> come <laughs> into this? I, right? You're in that mindset. I have taken lives. I have taken lives. I've eaten, eaten brains. Yes, I've eaten brains. I ate monkey brains in preparation for the for the slumber, which was um, the main, but they were really nice to me and helped me out at the, I want to thank the L.A. County Zoo, because I, <laughs> I ate monkey brains there. And that was great, you know, I, but that's my tax stuff at work. Yeah, they got more monkeys than they know what to do with. <laughs> oh, let's go back. It's usually a studio that's got more monkeys than they know what to do with. Yes. Let's go back to First Blood. Yes, let's go back. Oh, first Blood. I mean, legendary. Let's go back to First uh, Blood now. Seattle, uh, Washington, right? Uh, no, I know. I know Vancouver, Canada. Oh, Vancouver. I got a story about that. Go? Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, please, go. Go and go and go on this Children, let's hope joint happens. So so I, I just done a, a film with Brian Dennehy down in Mexico, right? And so then we got cast in the same film. And so I, I'm going, yeah, this is cool. My, my wife was pregnant, you know, and, and, uh, and I was going, this is going to be a, this because it's with Sylvester Stallone, you know, Sly, Adrian. So anyhow, so, I'm, so I fly up there and, uh, and I arrive in Vancouver and the guy picks me up at the van they take me out to Hope BC which is this little goofy little town uh, in the Fraser River Canyon where we shot all the action stuff and I get out of the van and there's Brian and he goes Malky did you see Kurt Douglas and I went Kurt Douglas is in this movie he says 
Well, he was. I said, really? I didn't know he was in it. He said, yeah, he was going to play the colonel, but he and what? he and what? Sly got in this huge fight because Sly what? rewrote the script and, and focused it all on Rambo instead of the colonel. And so he told um, he told Sly to go um, doink himself and got in the same van that took you from the airport. That He oh. rode. So I rode. That's, so... I actually I sat in the warm seat that was warm <laughs> by Kurt Douglas. Of Hollywood legend, ass, That's, ass of Hollywood legend. Yeah, ass warmth. You know, what I mean, if you can't have actually like shake someone's hand, ass warmth is just shared. That yeah. Kirk Douglas ass warmth may have been the career extender that you've enjoyed up till now. Good, good. Yeah. So then now, was, he's in his nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was then I was freaking out. Oh no! Usually when that happens is that the movie goes down and then. It gets in turnaround, and everybody goes home, and blah blah blah. But then Lynn Stallmaster, the casting director, um, reached out to uh, Richard Crenna. No, he, he did not to Richard Crenna. He uh, Bill, uh, what the guy from uh, Knox Landing, um, William Ooh. Duvall. No, not uh, Devane. Devane. Yeah. And he said, he said, Devane, I'll give you, uh, we'll give you two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Come up and play the Colonel. He says, great. So he goes to Ted Koch, if the director said, we got Bill Devane for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. He says, I have final casting approval on this thing. I don't, I don't want Bill. Devane, who's a wonderful oh. actor, he's a wonderful oh. actor. Oh, yeah. So, so pay, BAME is two hundred fifty grand. Let's get somebody else. Wait, so, he didn't pay or play? Why? Wow. Oh, Bill Devane got paid not to be Troutman. Mm -hmm. Oh exactly. my god! Yeah. Rolling oh. Thunders, Bill Devane. Yeah, and then and then he came up and then he, you know, Richard Crenna came up and he was great. And then a couple of years later, my wife Karen Landry went down to Mexico and did on the Wings of Eagles with with Richard Crenna yeah. and Burt Lancaster. Yeah. And that really fried my grits because I because I think Burt Lancaster was like one of the legends. I would have. Oh yeah. I would. I wanted some ass warmth from. <laughs> I was gonna say. I wondered if she got his ass warmth. Sure. <laughs> I probably probably. Probably. <laughs> she probably Kurt probably. Here, Karen, come on over. It's a joke. Sit on my lap, okay? <laughs> no, anyhow. So that's my that's my Kurt Douglas what? Rambo oh. first blood story. So, who, so who are you in uh, First Blood? You're one I play, of uh... I play Deputy Ward, who uh, who uh, fingerprints Rambo, and oh, the first thing yes. he won't let me. Finger... Oh yeah, you get no. Yeah, Will he yeah. won't let me fingerprint him? Try harder. Ah, get your hand on him. Yes. And then, then we go, and then we go inside. I know so well. And then I pull the knife on him, and I say, "We're gonna shave you now." I would. That's I hate right. to cut your throat. And then I turn into the Viet Cong guy, and then oh, you fight. Oh, we yeah. fight, and then we go out. We chase him out <laughs> through the woods and. Chase him everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So you were in all the action sequences. Mm -hmm. do you, 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 when do you get killed in the movie? I got uh, tied to a tree, and they, <laughs> then he. How, fair question for anybody in the Stallone it, movie. Yeah. When do you get killed? In the <laughs> movie? What was your death? Uh, I, I get I got tied to a tree, and then the well. First of all, he jumps me in the forest and breaks. Oh, he my comes arm. out of the tree and lands on top of you. Yeah, that's you. Okay. Bang! Oh. And then he ties to a tree, and then I go, Will, Will, and then Will. Yeah, you're a decoy around. to bring in the other yeah, guys. Yeah, and then that's I'm right. like the like the like the goat in the cage, yes. <laughs> the alligator to trap the gold, the golden alligator from the Nile. That's another movie. Anyhow, so, uh, so yeah, Rambo First Blood. That's the short story. Oh, that's that. awesome. I haven't seen that in a long time, but now it deserves a review. Oh, oh so yeah. Can, and my daughter, it's like a monkey watch. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. My daughter Amelia was born on the set, basically. Oh, uh, cool. So yeah, it was. It was it was a cool film, and I remember Brian Brudeni. Uh, he said, "Malky, if this movie makes a nickel, I'll eat my hat." <laughs> wow! Oh. Happy dining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's look, let's blow, let's blow through your uh, IMDb here. Let's see. Yeah, oh God! Uh, uh, what we have? Mash, Charlie's it's Angels. It's Waltons, just like with White that audition Shadow, where people Chips. make you do something from it. Chips. All right, it's forty-eight hours. 
48 hours. Wow. One yeah. of the legends. Yeah. Another great movie. Yeah, I was I was up at my lake place, and uh, I'd, I'd done a, another movie with Walter Hill um, called uh, Long Riders, you know, with all the brothers, the, the Carradines, the Keaches, oh, yeah. the Quades, and... The, and uh, and so he called. They called me up and said, "Malky, uh, will you come play a cop in the, in the, in the movie?" So I flew out from my lake place in Minnesota, and I spent forty-eight hours working on the movie Forty-Eight Hours. That's perfect. And then I flew back to my lake place. That's awesome. <laughs> now, when did you die in that movie? I didn't. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't. What? No, but I gave I gave Nick Nolte and and that. That young deputy of his, the funny guy, who was that funny guy, right? <laughs> that was, untested Saturday yeah, Night Live yeah, yeah. Uh, actor. actor. I gave him a good dressing up. I'll tell you <laughs> that. So, you know, so that was me and Bill Cross scream up and you know jack them up and stuff like that. It's fun. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Dukes of Hazard, Magnum awesome. P.I., Remington Steel. Wow, Antoine, uh, Remington Ga- Steel. Oh, Gary Shandling show. That show. Gary Shandling. The Hidden. The Hidden, oh man, Jack Shoulder. What an under-seen uh, movie by many people. Oh man, we run, we run the you world. You don't know The Hidden, Adam? No. Oh, worth checking out. Either. We won the World Science Fiction Award that year. We snatched it from the jaws of RoboCop. This wow. little movie, I think it was like a five, ours was like a $5 million movie. RoboCop was like, you know, $45, 50000000 million movie. And that was just what, you know. So, is, yeah. that the, is that the Robert Shea days of New Line Cinema? Bob Shea, yeah. Bob, yeah. Bob Shea's a buddy of mine. I did another oh. movie called Quiet Cool with Bob that was really cool about Oh, with marijuana. James Remar? Yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. Ah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, Jamie, yeah, he's cool. Is there, <laughs> is there like a, I, I, and please just tell me yes, even if it, there isn't, just a club or like, Michael Ironside and James Remar. Please tell me. And all these guys hang out. You know, uh, yeah, and you and all, and all these guys hang out. Yeah, and the, they no, just reflect a, on awesomeness. It's kind of, a, it's, it's kind of, a, <laughs> there's a kind of a little club of, of us that that we all bump into each other in these these kind of clumps. So you look around and you go, geez, look at all these people. You're the thing. I, work, I did the movie with you and your fucking damn thing. You know, it's just like anecdotes are flying. You get a bloody nose. They're flying around so much. It's like, <laughs> Like crazy. Commando villains and Cobra villains. Oh my god! Yeah. Didn't I kill you? I saw, so I met the. So I met, I met the. Uh, uh, this is great. Uh, so I'm at a. I'm. I'm at an Academy Awards uh, like soiree, um, and you know where they can drink all you want. You know, and I try not to do that. And um, <laughs> and in uh, Beverly Hills somewhere. Oh god, you know. And anyhow, I'm in the place. You know, and Ethan Hawke walks in, and Ethan, we did. We did the the purge together, and I go. He goes, Malky, and I go, Ethan, what's up? And he comes up, he, you know, slapping the bag. I said, I said, man, can you believe how much money that thing made? Oh yeah, it was great. You know, I said, I said, they're doing the second one. I mean, are you are you doing it? He said, he looked at me, he said, dude. You don't remember? You killed me <laughs> in the first one. You, you shot me. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. What, the, what are you talking about? God. I, I said, I need it. Can I get you a drink? <laughs> that's awesome. It's just the worst. I, I love the uh, Blumhouse movies. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's such a... I, I love their very tight production style, and, and uh, it's just uh, I, any experience. Uh, any, anything interesting about that? Uh, how those movies are created? Is it too cheap? Is it <laughs> too, uh, uh, it's too? It's really fast. It's really yeah. it's really, really fast. Really fast. Um, there's got there's a lot of velocity behind them, and I, I kind of really like that. You know, I, I like the I like the fast stuff. On Boardwalk Empire, we were so slow. Oh my mm. god, the lighting things were like so all too precious. Like, how long was the production <laughs> schedule for Purge? For the Purge, um, oh, for the Purge, I, um, maybe five weeks, and we yeah. all did it in one one place. And Lena, yeah. now I've done two movies with uh, Game of Thrones. Lena Headley was in the yeah. Purge, right? And I just finished another movie called Blood Mountain, 
Nice. Name. With uh, with <laughs> Amelia Clark, who plays uh, Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. So I, the two, oh. I've, I worked with the two queens from Game of Thrones. Me before you. Yes. Yes. She was just I know her from well. the romantic Crimson comedy. Peak would have made more money if it was called Blood Mountain. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crimson Peak's a fancy name for Blood Mountain. Wow, that's amazing. So yeah, so I'm I uh, yeah I don't know. The, the, I I've done three movies with this uh, with David Silverman and uh, and he did he did one of them The Purge okay and then we did um, oh God we just did um, Message from the King um, which is a really cool movie mm. and what was the third one I did I, I've done three that made a lot of I don't you know, have two hundred and seventeen I mean I, I uh, have you got Twin Peaks what did I do I did three of them there? done three of them and he says Malky I'm a guy. I don't know. Anyhow, but we—I okay. get a cool movie coming out in the fall um, called *Message from the King* with Chadwick Boseman. You know, oh, yeah. guy what did, did get Black on Black Panther. Up. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's cool. That's cool. I play the mayor of L.A. Oh, great! Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Black Panther and uh, um, Jackie Robbins. Yeah, and Jackie, Jackie Robbins. And James Brown. And James Brown. Boseman's no That's joke, cool. man. He's James really good. Brown, y'all. James Brown, y'all. Yeah, that, cool. he is he, he goes crazy about that woman wanting to go to the bathroom. That guy. Yep. Wow, he's amazing. That guy. Uh, okay, yes. so let's jump to Twin Peaks because oh. you were Are you tired ha- of talking about it. No, do people recognize you mostly from Twin Peaks. Um, it's it rabid fans. Sometimes people come out of the nowhere and recognize me from like really jacked stuff. That's I mean, <laughs> it's really is crazy. Crazy, yeah. but Twin Peaks uh, was really seminal. I told I told my man my manager they they called me up. And they said, "Do you have a, a reading for Twin Peaks?" And I said, I'm, "I won't." I you know. Eraserhead made no sense to me. I don't know who this guy David Lynch <laughs> is. Doesn't make sense. And, and so with a passion, is it? You know, see, see, you know. I mean, and I was like, I was loaded when I went to see it. You know, I rolled a big, big fat. It should have helped. Yeah, yeah. right. So, and I know, I know, but it didn't. I didn't. And so I said, I'm not going. And he, so the goody oh, on the so they called me up at ten o'clock in the morning. You have a twelve o'clock appointment. I said, I'm going to go run. I'll think about it. And then they called me up at like, you know, I get back from my run. Are you going? I went. All right. Well, I was going because they had me read for two different characters, Jacques, the Cajun guy, mm-hmm. and Hank Jennings, right? And I'm going, oh, dude, they're not even serious. They're having me read for the two completely. <laughs> um, they're reading me, having me read for the squirrel and the brontosaurus. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Like you were saying before, yeah, exactly. it was really funny. It was really funny. It made me laugh. And so I'm, I'm going there, and I'm like, oh, no. And so I go, to, and Jacques Haken, uh, you know, he, 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 so anyhow, he's a cinematographer. But uh, What's his name? Walter Okowitz. So Walter's sitting there, and he hates it when I tell this story, but it's true, so so bear it. Because he always goes, I didn't need your help getting the part. And you're, you're right, you didn't, because you're a wonderful actor. So anyhow, so we're both in the, in the sitting on the leather couches that sit and suck your ass into the thing, and you, you're not, now you're like, you look like an eight-year-old guy on these old dying casting couches. I say, Malky, come in. So I go, I go okay, I'm going in. <sighs> so we have, which part would you like to read first? And I said, I'm only gonna. I'm not gonna read. I'm only gonna read Hank Jennings because because I know this guy Steve who did 13 years in San Quentin, and that's who I modeled Hank Jennings after. Because okay. right? uh, in, in the show you just got out of prison. Yeah, yeah. So in fact, you're not in the first couple episodes. I don't think, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I come in the fourth. I, yeah. just, I missed the first three because I was in the joint. So anyhow, so I, so I said, <laughs> I said, so said, what about the what about the what about the Cajun guy? I said, I'm not reading for the Cajun guy because the Cajun guy he's sitting out there. It's Walter Oakwood. I'm not gonna <laughs> read that part. That's that guy. He hates that when I say it, but I do. And so then I read Hank. You know, and like I'm saying, so if you liked it, I'll see you. And if I you done well, you know. 
well, go play more basketball down in Venice. Anyhow, so they hired me, which I'm <laughs> really grateful for. It was a great group of actors, and it was really a scare. There was a scary, seriously, what you're uh -oh. talking about? It, there was a scary <laughs> vibe on the set in yeah. all through both seasons. There was a scary, this scary kind of malevolent, kind of I don't know what's going on here vibe in the studio, even on the, all the sets and the, but I was really happy that, that Mark and Mark Frost and David Lynch and all those guys uh, had me on. And was how a, much was shot on a location? Anything? Uh, we didn't after the first after the first the pilot. You know, we we shot everything at at, uh, at La Cunada or Lake Malibu hmm. or and all sense. in Van Nuys and the stuff. It was just amazing. It was amazing, amazing. Thing. Does David Lynch talk like we think he talks when he directs you, Adam? Adam, Chris, uh, what I would like you to do for this next scene. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's the one impersonation good. that I do, and I just love that a guy who creates the things that he creates sounds like this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love when he does the weather report. Do you ever go to his YouTube page and have him do that? He used to, I don't know if he does it anymore. He used to do the weather, and literally every day we'd go, and now the weather, and he would lean back on his porch and we'd go, it's a sunny day, it's pretty nice, not many clouds, and that's the weather report. <laughs> just, I love it. I love were you it. directed by him? Because I know there's a bunch of directors yeah, on the yeah. show. I yeah. Did, yeah, I did. Um, when I, yeah, we ran them through, you know, and it's, it was good. We had the... We had, uh, you know, our stalwart directors, but we'd get, well, there was one, there was one guy that came in from, guy, there's one guy, there's one guy that director You're going to like him, he's a good guy, I can't do it, I have to go. And it's like, it's, we're in the middle of the second season, we've all been doing this stuff for like uh, almost two years now, and, and this guy comes in, he goes, okay, Chris, here's how I see your character. And I'm going, I, mean, I said, really? I said, you know, Dick, look, I mean... That wasn't his name. He just said Dick. Look. Hey, Dick. <laughs> Thank you. Excuse I said, me. I said, I said, maybe you want to just, I mean, maybe just want to, like, watch what I do in the rehearsal and see if I'm, before we get off into directing me because I haven't done shizzle for you yet. You know what I mean? And so he, he heard that. And picked out another actor and left <laughs> me alone. It was fabulous. That's fan. Thank you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Sometimes I get into a little thing where I'm like, I just don't want to hear what they have to say. No, let me just shoot. Let, let me, me show just you. start. Let me show you yeah, let me, let me you start. Yeah. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. How 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 good were things in your life at the time that this audition came up that you went, eh, I might not do it. <laughs> and then you went in and said, No, nope, here's what I'm going to read for. <laughs> I mean, You'd already the, done a hundred. The balls. Let me see. How Let me good see. was your life at the time to have that confidence? Because <laughs> I'm imagining everybody else in this room would be like, "I'll read for <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything I'll read I'll try for." Occasion it. No, accent, no, sure. I, no, I wouldn't. Um, you know, I'm, uh, the no. funny thing is, I, I was. I guess I don't know. You just kind of feel like, what the hey? But I'd done a bunch of stuff, and I, you know, I, I've written and produced movies. I won Sundance twice. You know, with movies I'd done, and, and it's like, oh. you know, it's like. I'm cool, well, you know. So I'm you felt like you professionally were at a point where you could do that because you knew this wasn't going to be the end-all, be-all of Chris Mulkey's next job, right? No, I no. I mean, even if you know, I just didn't want to get, uh, you know, I didn't want to get run around the block, you know, necessarily. You but know. it's also the attitude yeah. that Hank would have. I think that's why I you got that it. Too, <laughs> right? you're like, I totally, yeah, I don't need this. Whatever. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> and the fact up, that you're really. casting people outside, yeah. you're like, whatever. Oh, and sorry. I've got okay. mysterious reasons why I'm not interested. I'm, yeah. Aren't you interested in what those are? But I'm really not. But I'm really generally. I mean, I'm always, uh, always. I show up on time. I know my stuff, and I, you know, I'm and I'm nice. You know, ninety, ninety, nine, nine, nine percent of the time. So I go to this. I did this. What was 
What was the name? It was Max von Sydow. Oh my God! Um, Christopher, Christopher, what the hell? Lambert. What the hell was the name of that movie? <laughs> Flash um, Gordon. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on, let me look it up. So I go to so, so I go to this I go, I go to this audition for this thing, right? And uh, it was uh, Dennis Quaid was in this thing too. It was like oh, Dreamscape. Dream, Dreamscape. Oh, yeah, you were in Dreamscape. Nice, yeah. nicely done. Wow, you're on the right show. Well, I have that down here because that's Dang, one of the first big old. Good. That's one of the first big PG-13 movies. Yes, so it, I knew that was you're in another landmark film there. Yeah, that was wow. wild. And so I go to I go to the audition and I go I go in and um, and uh, Peter Jason was in there and. You know, Peter Dreisen, he's like, oh, he's hey, this guy, huh? hey, Mulkey, what's going on? Because we had done the Walter Hill film. We'd done two Walter Hill films. And, what's going on, Mulkey? I think we're going to get this piece of shit. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, I didn't say that word. And so so then I go, okay, great. So I go in, I walk in, I sit down, and there's this guy, Bruce Cohen Curtis, this um, this guy in a camel hair suit behind this thing. It's very nice, you know. And he looks at me and he goes, I sit down and say, hey, how you doing? And it's blah, blah, blah. I say, Joe Rubin, I knew Joe, the director. And, and, he, and he goes, he looks at me, pause, and he goes, it's not going to work. I go, I go, well, it's not going to work. He said, I, I said, he said, no, that's fine. Thank you for coming in. It's not going to work. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I drove across town. I learned seven. I learned everything. I learned everything. I, 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 I learned everything, you know. I said, I'm ready to go. Let's do this thing. He says, no. I said, so I blew. And I said, listen, you little brain. Tim And it just, you know, I just let it fly. And, and, and Joanna Ray, the casting director, is going, oh, geez. What, Malky? No. And I'm going, no, I don't get on. Come on. Wah, wah, wah. And then I got tired and I went, <sighs> and the, the Bruce goes, are you done? And I said, yeah, pretty much. And he goes, you be the Dominican. And he throws it right back at me. Just oh. like, give me a command, man. I'm, I went, I went, and he's done. And I went, I guess we're cool now. Okay, thanks. Okay, so then I leave. So a week later, I get a call back. He says, they said, they want to see you on Dreamscape. Uh, I, went, uh, I went, what? What? I went, what? So I, I show up there. And I walk in the room, and there's 30 guys in the room, all look like me, all dressed like me, and Peter Jason. Monkey, what the hell are we doing here? I don't know. I told him to go screw himself. He's got me back here. All of a sudden, the doors open up like holy grail. Oh, they, they walk out. Joanna Ray, Bruce Cohen Curtis, Bruce Cohen Curtis, but <laughs> and, and, Joe, and, and, and Joe Rubin. And, they go, and Bruce goes, I'd like to thank you all for coming here today. Uh, you can all go home. Uh, we're not meeting with anyone um, except... Um, Jason and Chris, uh, come, come into the office. And we walked in and he said, you're hired. Oh, my gosh. What the hell? Is that just like a big power play because you can't do that? I don't know. I don't know. And we had a great time in the movie. And the movie did really well. So you I got don't care. You were invited into the room. Right? Yeah, I got to. I got to kill Max von Sydow in the movie, which was really cool. A lot wow. of people watching. And, and Christopher Pl- and we're, we're Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Kate Capshaw in that film. Too, Kate right? Capshaw, yeah, yeah, I was, I was legendary. Prime right? Kate Capshaw. Yeah, she was, she is great. I loved her. Yeah, she was terrific. I was, you know, if I hadn't been married, which I was, I would have. Yeah. Asked her Got off. some of her seat warmth. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have. That is our little... new euphemism. <laughs> so Give yeah. me some seat warmth. <laughs> some seat warmth. Yeah. Wow, Max von Sydow. And uh... wait, I want to get one more Twin Peaks question in before we then jump way ahead. Um, was there what kind of fan? Did you ever have a fan encounter, or did you go to? Did they have things like Comic Con back oh, then, or Fan so. Fest Twin that Peaks you were Fest, involved? Right? Yeah, I've gone to the, uh, the Twin Peaks Fest. It's always really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've gone. I, I went a couple of years ago. I actually I'm going to London, um, the the one they got over in Europe. 
Oh, the, the London, the London not Ontario? Yeah, no, the one they got okay. in Europe. Yeah, nice. the, in the old England. Because got, we got a new England here, but they got but the old The old one, one yeah, yeah. the original yeah. England. It's like the Mexico. Yeah, I'm going to go to go the old England. <laughs> nice. Um, in, in November for our Twin Peaks thing over there. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that'd be cool. I don't know. That'd be right about the time they reboot it. Uh, yeah. And they bring it back. David brings back the show again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they're shooting. Were you uh, invited to shoot? Everybody says I'm like up for. I'm supposed to be well, in. They're it, not but shooting. I, it I don't know. I mean, how am I going to look like that again? I look like this now. <laughs> Get your you leather jacket. I mean? Everybody looks like that. Everybody now. does. It's just <laughs> time <laughs> Now I have. Sorry, one more. One more Twin Peaks question. Uh, personally, uh, because it's something I've always wondered about that show, and you might be the perfect person to ask because uh -oh. because your character might have the most uh, sort of things that are referenced that didn't end up coming back, like the, you have the domino or the, mm -hmm. there's all these little symbols and all these sort of, I wondered about that show if uh, David Lynch and Mark Frost were addicted to possible starts for future things that might come back to, to, to just throw something out and go, we don't know where that's going just yet, mm -hmm. but somewhere down the line that will end up meaning something. It just seems like there were a lot of things of like, Oh, we'll give you this and this little mysterious past and this, this little thing. And, and we'll have it so that you, uh, you know, you, uh, you, you tried to kill somebody, which put your character in jail, but some of those things never really came back or ne the symbols never ended up being fully realized. And I just often wondered about that show because of, I, I know how David Lynch's creativity works. I've read some of his books and stuff like that, that I think it's more like, well, I'm just going to put this symbol here and maybe down the line, some other piece of creativity will come to me. They'll go, oh, that's what the domino means. That's you true. And, but, yeah. but also when you th when you throw in that iconography in a thing, it, it, ha it has its own resonance and mm -hmm. makes people think about other stuff. Yeah. And so that deepens the, uh, the groove of the the. the storyline and then you can either reference it or not or just use it as a as a huge oh, coloring true. thing you're yeah. absolutely right because yeah. somebody will put their thoughts onto it and then mm -hmm. they add that mm -hmm. part of their story that's oh, really man. smart so many people have come up to me and yeah. like laid out the whole thing about the domino and you know me and one-eyed jacks yeah. and why they call it one-eyed jacks and <laughs> yeah. all this stuff but yeah but i'm supposed to be in the back nine for that thing that's what they say so you know that would be great we have a penis right one-eyed jacks penis <laughs> twin peaks boobs one-eyed jacks probably we have a friend who uh, loves loves Twin Peaks and yes. we were here and we were just watching the preview and once you hear that music um, you're there the you're immediately there you're like can't let's wait to go. hear it again oh. <laughs> alright so I want to jump ahead let's see uh, Murder oh, yes. Shira Grace Under Fire <laughs> Broken Arrow Walker Texas Ranger Touched by an Angel okay Batman Beyond um, Shreve I want I want to jump way ahead up just get right to uh, Captain Phillips because wow. you were in back to back my favorite movies uh, oh, two yeah. years in a row my favorite film of the 2013 Captain Phillips, my favorite film of 2014, Whiplash. Whiplash. So let's talk about Captain oh, Phillips because I also think mm. uh, I'm, I'm writing an article about this for the website, themovieguys.net. I'm, I'm exploring what directors have perfect records. Mm -hmm. uh, Alexander Payne is one, I think. You know, Definitely, oh man. And then the other one is Paul Greengrass. Paul Greengrass is really good. And the director of Whiplash. And Damien well, Chazelle, yeah, but that's it, right? <laughs> well, anyway, I'm just saying. So and the short it's based on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Greengrass. Uh, his films are so raw, you know, like they, they look like you just the camera just happened to be there. So what is his directing style? Um, wow. We had, a, we had a saying that we shot in Malta. And uh, that was another movie, by the way. I, I, I said I found and my wife 
found it on, on it was it was put out on breakdowns. This thing, and my 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 father was a mariner, you know, and um, went to sea and sailed sailed around the world. Oh, yeah. Did he play with King Griffey? Uh, say what? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. never mind. Go oh, ahead. oh yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, third base. Anyhow, so um, <laughs> you know, go the right hander. Uh, no, anyhow, um, so so I so she found it, and then they sent me. I read it, and it was cool, and they sent me the sides to read, and it was like. It's like three lines, you know, wow. and I'm and I'm going, oh, dude. I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm, my, I'm not driving there and my, parking. This and, is a tactic at this point. <laughs> I know. I know exactly what this game is at this point. <laughs> and so I so I said, and I said, I mean, is it like oh, I don't know? I don't know. And she said, No, Franny Major is great. And I said, No, I know Franny Major to the cast director is really great, but I just like I don't want to go in there and just say, say two lines. And, no, okay, go. All right, I'll go. So, so I learned my stuff. I'm gonna go in there. And Walter Okowitz wasn't there. And um, so then um, I uh, then she we did the thing, and she said, you know, you can improvise. And I went, oh, dude, all right, well we're on now. So then I I improvised some stuff, and I said it was it was pretty funny stuff. But the um, the crux of it was that I she I she said, well. Um, do you have any stories? And I said, yeah. Well, I, I told the story about my father being captured by the Japanese in World War II. Ooh. And so I told that story. And so um, then he hired me. And it was great. <laughs> and then he hired me, because why not? But then, but then we had a thing. And it, it, the deal was that um, it wasn't enough to have to audition for the movie. You had to audition to stay in the movie. That was Ooh. the deal. What? Ooh, what does that mean? Well, you know, things changed. It uh -huh. changed. It changed. So uh, do that. Is, uh, if this is too long anecdotes. Uh -huh. Okay. No, no, no. So I'm pretty good at this. I show. love this uh, movie. I, yeah, <laughs> okay. so, but, um, so we're at, we're at sea. We're off the coast of Malta. Wow. And... Um, and we're and there's 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 pretty heavy seas, but we're in a in a really big you know we're in a really a big ship. I used to say I'd go I'd go and said, hey, how's the boat today, Kurt? He's the first engineer. He says this isn't boat, this is ship. Yeah. Yeah. Where is men with sweaty oars? Okay, that is boat. This is ship. <laughs> Anyhow, so so we're so I I go on uh I, we're we're there and. And there's heavy seas. Was so it all location shot? There was, were there any sets? Yeah, we're no, we're in a, we're, in, we're wow. at sea. They're we're, in a ship. Well, <laughs> I heard that there was, there was definitely a set for the lifeboat that oh, okay, Tom yeah. Hanks was in yeah. with the yeah. There was a gimbal. We pirates. Did, we did, but that. you never made your way into that. No, well, we did that. Some of that in England, but um, but so anyhow, so we're we're doing this. So we're at sea. We're doing the stuff in the in the room where. I argue with the captain about I don't want to be a I don't want to I don't I don't want to be a, a soldier right so we're we're doing this thing but this one actor is like he he had worked with uh, Paul before and so he felt like he was going to run the show you know and he, and and so and through the improv he was like eating he was just saying everything and he just say sh any stuff you know <laughs> and finally you know and everybody's all of us are kind of going my God you know what the, so I blew so I stand up and I go and I call him by his character's name and I said hey. Blah blah blah. You know everything you say is just coming out of your your rear end. You know you don't none of this makes any sense. And and I mean you're wasting all of our time and, and you know so so shut 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 your pie hole, okay? <laughs> and I just yelled at him and he got all red and stuff like that and everybody was like you know Mulkey freaked out you know but it felt really good. <laughs> and then and then there's cut and then then Paul says. Um, the seas have calmed. We're going to go outside and and do some of the other stuff. So so then we didn't get back to this for another month. And so oh my goodness. so Whoa. Billy so Billy rewrote the wrote, rewrote that scene where I don't have oh, any, Billy Ray right yeah, yeah Billy, that's a great and, script and didn't and didn't have any and didn't have any and the, the scene was me just with with 
with Steve going, and the captain comes out, and I go, can you can we make it? Can we outrun the pirates? And I go, yeah, I guess we can. Because I'm going, look, they're paying me this money. If they want me to say this, okay, <laughs> then I'll say that. It's fine. Yeah. It's good, and then we'll go to lunch. All right? It's good. It's, I mean, you know. It's all about lunch. It's Tom. Then we'll go to lunch. It's, I'll hang out with Tom it's, Hayes. It's Tom's movie. You know, it's not mine. Come on. I'm, you know what I mean? So anyhow, so so then he, so we're doing So we finally get back to the thing where I say, yeah, everything's cool. And yeah, we can do it, Cap. And okay, yeah. You know, so he could cut. So Chris, Paul had long this long blonde hair and gray hair, and he's always scratching his shoulder, and he'd flip his hair back, and he'd go, Chris, come into the galley with me and Tom. And so I go in the galley with, with those guys, and um, he says, he said, Chris, how do you think the scene's going? I'm going, oh, man, I'm going to trap this. I think, it's, I think it's going good. It's good. I mean, it's good. And uh, he says, is it really? And I said, yeah, it's good. Tom, good, right? And Tom goes, and I go, so so what? And he goes, he says, Chris, could you do more? Oh. And I went, you mean like more? <laughs> Seriously, that's great. <laughs> and I said, he says, yes, more. I said, sure, I can do more. He says, okay, great. So I go out there, huh. and when the guy goes ask that one question, the guy that talked a lot, because he was going to talk even more, Oh yeah. I, I go, Hey, hey, shut up. I got a right to talk here. I'm a fucking union guy for 35 years, blah, 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 blah. And I blew, I blew on him right there, right? And then Tom and I have a completely improvised dialogue oh. between, about Mogadishu and all that oh. stuff that, that Tom and I just, like, batted off each other. Oh. And that's and all those cutaways were shot. And when, when you see all the other pe- people going, like that, those were real? Doing that. Yeah, those are all oh. real because they thought that I had gone completely insane again because nobody knew we were going to do that that's until we did right. Because you had already gone insane a month yeah. earlier. Yeah. Did you have any? Oh, sorry. Fantastic. Awesome. No, I'm just adjusting my uh, seat warmth. Yeah. How's <laughs> your ass warmth? That's Kurt. Yeah. Did you? It does, there's dials for Kurt Douglas, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Angelina Jolie is really a hot one. <laughs> did you? Did you play a character, uh, a real person? Uh, yeah, did you I played meet that guy. Yeah, um, I played John Cronin, and I met him in New York at the oh, at the uh, New York Film Festival, and he and I are like almost identical. Oh, that's we perfect. We look alike. We he have the looks same like Chris sense. Cooper. Yeah, he does. He looks, he, he's the same height. Yeah, I said you're a little, you're a little twerp, aren't you? No, but uh, but he, uh, but very nice guy, but also uh, completely irreverent sense of humor, and uh, he can drink uh, pretty much as much, much whiskey as I can, yeah, probably even more. Typecasting. What's well, cool that he was at the premiere? Because you know you hear stories about how some of those guys were. That's not how it happened in the movie, right? I sat with him, and I sat with Rich Phillips, the captain. Oh, <laughs> wow. And and uh, and, um, and that's the way it went down. Yeah, I met. So I have no. No idea what these other people are talking about. Did Rich wow. Phillips walk up to uh, Tom Hanks and say, I'm the captain? <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> these are the same people that have problems with gay Sulu and uh, uh, female Ghostbusters. Yeah, they just like the yell. Leave it alone. Nobody's now, happy. You were know. saying that whenever you got to Malta, you saw some of the gentlemen who were playing the pirates and they had seen you and your wife in a play? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, were, we, we were down at the dock and I said, because uh, the whole crew, except for Michael Chernus, Michael Chernus and, and, um, and Tom Hanks uh, and me... We were the only Americans, and the rest of them were all these British actors who were Chris, can you touch? I've got these lines. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make them sound American. Let me, let me see. Right, I'll be fine, Captain. Hern, 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 I said, dude, you don't have a chance. Even don't, just drink and you'll be fine. So we're down on the dock, and I said, Nick, 
Oh, these, uh, the Somali pirates, I mean, we haven't met him. He says, oh, yes, Chris, they're all down. See, the African-Americans down there. They're, they're down there. So I yelled down the dock. I said, hey, what's up, brother Somali pirates? And they, they go, monkey, what's going on? Because all of them are from Minneapolis. And my wife, Karen Landry, and I were doing a play about uh, the, the, it's called Pure Confidence in a theater that is in Somali town in Minneapolis, oh, wow. and they wow. came to see the play. And I talked to them afterwards, and I encouraged them because they were doing a like a what's that Eighth Mile that you know that uh, Eminem you know yeah, eight, eight, mile. Oh, eight Mile. They were doing a like a Somali version of Eight Mile, and then I said, "Do it, brothers, just shoot that stuff," you know. And and it was really we just hung for like an hour, and then I then like. Three years later, I'm in Malta making a movie with him. Are you kidding crazy. me? Crazy. That's that's crazy. And, and the, crazy. the lead was, uh, um, I forget his name, the not Tom Hanks. The but car. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he was from Minnesota, right? That's yeah, all three, yeah. All, all four of them were all from Minnesota. Wow. They, all, they all auditioned for the first time together, and then every time they went, they kept all four of them together the whole time. Oh, and wow. so, yeah. And, and uh, that guy is uh, so skinny. Yeah, yeah, he That's is. He's really. I just had to look up because we were talking beforehand. I knew he got cast in something big again because I want to see that oh, guy is it? again. Me too. He was it's great. the Blade Runner sequel. Oh, perfect. Oh, wow. So he'll oh, be in that. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's really good. He out, uh, and we were doing, we were shooting, we were underway. We were doing about like eight knots in this big ship. And if you fall, it's, it's from, from the first deck to the water, it's 50 feet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if you're underway, what happens is because you don't get away from the vessel if you fall off, mm. it just sucks you right underneath the thing <sighs> and then the you get then you yeah. get choppied. Oh. So so anyhow, so we're it's it's really like a dangerous place to work, you know. I mean, let alone make a movie with a bunch of, you know, actors going, This isn't real and they, <laughs> they spend two days going with all the actors. All this stuff is real. It will mm. kill you. Okay. <laughs> all this stuff is real. We sat and they showed all this stuff, and then we got our semen you know, papers and all this stuff, and um, and so anyhow the um, so uh, we're we're shooting along the railing. I know. I know. Bart, as just a, as a, as if you as didn't see on YouTube, Bart leans forward and he goes, "No, nah, all right." I Literally goes in for the semen joke. I was going to I was so going to do that too. I was going to do that. Siemens paper. I was going to say, uh, and you cut that out. Uh, uh, we got our Siemens papers as opposed to papers with semen on them. Right. Anyhow, um, be awkward. Okay, good. That would be awkward. You're say so this is this is kind of a. This, I, I read this paperwork and it's kind of a sticky deal. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so, oh, oh, oh. I had to go. Nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I pretty much? By the way, no, no, no. We're allowed to do jokes. It's, it's good just to do comedy. <laughs> our, the, our, our listeners in New York uh, get Love the, jokes. Think that's hilarious. Yeah. What just happened? <laughs> they have semen in New York, I think, because oh, the Great plenty. Lakes are right there, and then they have the ocean. Mm. But um, did I pretty much cover it, or did you have something else? No, no. That those were all fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? Actually, Paul, what, what Paul saw and Adam saw was. Many things were happening, like an <laughs> overload of jokes just all got stuck right in the front of my head. It was head. really funny and to watch. As they all backed up, Paul's like, he kind of like waved me off. Like, yeah, well, it was a little too late. I was like, oh, I wanted to. Ke- yeah. I, I was going to cue you. Are you already leaning forward? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a joke log jam. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's yeah. total stuff. overload. But that's it's worse than an ice <laughs> cream awesome. headache sometimes. <laughs> that's also funny. Uh, too many options. Yeah. Yeah. Since we can't cover all two hundred plus of your movies, the last I one I want to talk about real quick is Whiplash. 
Mm-hmm. Who, who is this Damien Chazelle? Amazing. Am I pronouncing that right? Amazing. I don't know. I don't know. They call me up out of nowhere. Oh, that's yeah. So the Silverman calls me up. He says, he says, go meet this guy. And then, Did you punch him in the face and he get cast? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I just kicked him in the balls. No, I met like from yeah. hello. I'm going, Damien. He's a nice guy. He was a great guy. So I'm going, hey, this is great. Go meet Damien. No, you got the part. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yes. So 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 I go there. So I go there and grab a cup of coffee with the guy, and he says, "Play the play the asshole uncle." So I said, "All right, great, I got it." So we so we um, so we go do that, and that was the first scene we shot in the movie. The, wow, the family scene. Yeah, oh, wow. you know, it's uh, I was looking at IMDb, checking out, you know, doing a little stalking of you, and uh, they have it quoted on your scene with as the uncle. Whenever you say. The kid goes out. Oh, he threw a symbol at whatever, and you're like, "Do you want to be remembered?" He goes, "I don't care if I'm a jerk. I want to be remembered." Mm. They they have yeah. it quoted better. Yeah, because you, you, you guys it, are making fun of him for uh, for being yeah. in the arts or whatever. But yeah. he has some great comebacks. Uh, yeah, I've, um, I forget what they are though. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun scene, but and, and it's worth but, a review. But yeah, uh, absolutely. They have a Mulkey Festival. This it's weekend. oh yeah, Mulkey <laughs> Mulkey wow, wow, Fest. Mulkey wow. Fest. I've been all you know something. You, know, you just like to be in these movies, and sometimes you're in the whole movie. Sometimes you're like I say, I'm in it for a minute, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 cool. It's like um, you just keep working and doing stuff and keep swinging. Um, I, we were there's a bunch of us that back in the day. Uh, uh, my friend David Proval and a uh, bunch of these guys. Um, they were hanging out in Beechwood Kenge and they had this get together and and uh, um, De Niro was up Bobby De Niro was there you know and 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 David was going ah, you know I told these guys I said forget it I'm not gonna work this thing I, I'm gonna stay home I don't and 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 De Niro said hey you know acting is not staying home on the couch and just sitting around you know you, you gotta go I did I did boxcar mama and this and that and then lately he's done these other things that some of them are great some of them are not great some you know and it, so that really stuck in my brain because mm-hmm. as a young actor you know because I was like mm-hmm. I was in my early 20s then and I went man that's right I should just do this stuff so I keep doing stuff so it's, it's, it's really good it's important to do your stuff yeah. how did you get to know the Murray Brothers so well that's where I got to know you better is when we went to the uh, Murray Brothers Caddyshack yeah. you were you sang your rear end off we say our this, oh I told that story on the show you yeah. did yeah Chris this and is, I yeah. sang together and actually it was crazy for me because first of all I the Murray knew, brothers are I, Bill, Bill, Bill Murray, and, Brian, and, yeah, Joel. and Joel and Brian, and, and, Brian, and, and yeah. I knew Joel because he had been on our show a bunch, and then um, I met Chris because he knows a Boubet sister, and mm. then we're singing, and the next thing I know, I look out. I'm singing a song I've never sung before with a guy I barely know with a crazy band, and there's Bill Murray. I'm like, what is? And Bill's happening? freaking. He just he, he loved it. He was freaking. Well, um, I know. I I met these guys because uh, Brian and I uh, got a cast in a Larry Levin uh, uh, pilot and went to series on Fox called Bakersfield PD, which was this. Oh. And we did a year on there, and it was the it was really the precursor of uh, Reno 911. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. You got yeah. the same kind. Uh, Ron Eldard, me, Giancarlo Esposito, oh, wow. uh, Tony Plana. Um, Jack Hallett, oh my God, and Brian Doyle Murray. And so Brian and I, I met Brian from Hello. And so, well, you know, okay, <laughs> that's great. That's good. You play, you play golf. You know, we can go up to Rancho, <laughs> you know, and just go up there and. Yeah, and so, and so we we take a radio, we take a telephone with us, and we'd play. No, we're just we're just at Starbucks. We're coming right back, you know. So we we'd play play golf during our lunch hour at any time we were off. And so Brian and I got became really good friends and. Uh, and so that's just kind of so we're still so really funny. he's a dear dear guy. Brian's uh, you know an incredibly smart, 
incredibly funny, great kisser. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has amazing seat warmth. You know, and Joel. Good guy, and, good golfer. But Joel is great, and Joel's Bill and Andy and, and John and Ed, and I know the whole family. Mm-hmm. Now, wow. I'm like the I'm the, uh, the Murray cousin now, yeah. I'm, I'm proudly <laughs> just proudly was, say. It was like being at a Murray family reunion. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so yeah. Everybody was an honorary Murray so that cool. week. We were, we, were, uh, we were playing golf. Brian and I were playing golf at Ensel Canyon with, with these other guys we'd picked up. You know, it's like, and so we've got the foursome. And so um, I go, I, I leap, I do a, a rolling leap out of my car and do <laughs> cart and do a roll, you know, and get up and run to my ball, awesome. you know, with my club. Oh, and the guy goes, the guy goes, is, is, is that guy? Is that guy related to Bill Murray? And and, and Brian goes, No, but I am for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they are, That's so, perfect. That's, that's great. great. But that's oh man, funny. Caddyshack and you know and and I mean Caddyshack and Groundhog Day and I mean oh my God, you know it goes on and yeah. on. Yeah. And, and Murray, Murray yeah. gets Bill gets the uh, Mark Twain Award this year finally. I know, oh, yeah, yeah. That's for right. comedy. I don't know why I did not know that. Yeah, I should right. know that. Should, well, he should, yeah. It's I great. should know that. Let me ask you what we ask every guest who oh, comes yay! on the show, yes. and we got to get Karen's birthdays. Yeah. What's your favorite movie of all time? Wow. My favorite movie of all time? Well, I'm just going to pimp myself and say Wizards of Oz. Nice. Oh, that's I know. I'm right. sorry. I, okay. It's my fallback deal. I mean, he's on down the road. He's on down the road. You know, and Wait, that's the Wiz. Oh, that's the Wiz. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Maybe I do have to go to the bathroom. No, but um, <laughs> but um, no, good. But, uh, everyone loves Sidney Lumet, right? On the on behalf of the Lollipop Guild, we must welcome you way, to Munchkin Land. Interesting thing about Wizard of Oz. Yes. I it's it's uh, I think it's my mom's first or second favorite movie. Hmm. Uh, obviously, we all love Wizard of Oz, yeah. and they showed it at Thanksgiving when we were kids. Absolutely, oh, every without, year, without every I couldn't wait for that on Thanksgiving. It's the Thanksgiving movie. There are. There are some movies that there are some there's like five movies in the world that you will wherever it's on when it's ever is on you will just watch it. One is one is Godfather one or two, which is really <laughs> just one movie for me. Yeah. The other one is French Connection. Okay. The other one is seriously is Captain Phillips. Okay. I watch it. So and yeah. and Wizard of Oz. Yep. And. And uh, But Girls 3, which is a fantastic, <laughs> sensitive movie. Better oh, than two. Yeah. Two yeah, wasn't than two. as good. Answers a lot of questions yeah. from two. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> they really did two just so they could get to three. It was yeah. more of a segue. Yeah, it really was. You had to have your two to And I walked three. away from four. I walked on that. I said, <laughs> no. And then they hired you anyway. <laughs> yeah, You're like, did. I will not do this movie. Oh, but, him. But when but my mom never realized that the movie went to color. She'd only ever seen it on t- a black and white TV. Oh, wow. <laughs> And then, and then finally, I got it on VHS or whatever, or, or or when they started showing it on color TV, I guess first. But I got her the Blu-ray, three. They converted it to three D, mm. and she had not seen it uncut off of TV until she saw it in three D Blu-ray, and it was like. It was so crazy. It was like really was seeing it for the first time. Huh. So that's such a crazy experience. Like to make that to make a movie like that brand new is like 3D Blu-ray. If you, if you have the chance and you like Wizard of Oz without the Geico commercial amazing. in there. And yeah. The right. <laughs> All right. Let's take things home oh, with Karen's birthdays. Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Karen, take it away. Time. All right, let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Ms. Jennifer Saunders, who turns 58. But she's can play anywhere from absolute to fabulous. Mm-hmm. As you know, she has a movie opening this week. Bart's very excited about it. 
they're they're finally in my age range, or <laughs> yeah. I'm finally in their age range. I think yeah, you're finally in their you're age. They're way out of your their age. <laughs> but we know that she plays Adina Monsoon and absolutely fabulous with comedian Joanna Lumley playing Patsy Stone. She began her career as a comedian and actress. I think you mean Adele Dazeem. Adele Not Adina Monsoon. No, Adele no, no. Dazeem, right? <laughs> that's what uh, that's what she's known for by um, not Sylvester Travolta. Stallone. Travolta knows her as Adele Dazeem. <laughs> <laughs> she got her start at the Comedy Store in London. Uh, in London, not London, Ontario. The actual one that Chris will be going to. The one they got over in Europe. The yeah. one over in Europe. She got her start. And that's why she met her comedy partner, Don French. Now, Don French was on The Young Ones. I don't know if you guys remember yes. The Young Ones. They were the on ones that together with her and Jennifer. And also, Vegetable Girls on Top. <laughs> Three. Three. Girls on Top Three. Yep. And Happy Families that they did a sketch from. And that sketch on French and Saunders is what became absolutely fabulous with the uptight daughter and the drunken nitwit. Mm-hmm. So then they threw in. It drunken out, nitwit was also a very long running series in British television. <laughs> At least 30 episodes. <laughs> At least over <laughs> 17 years. <laughs> Joanna, the Prime Minister. Joanna Lumley <laughs> was actually <laughs> the girl that plays opposite her was actually a really well known fashion model and then she you know aged out of that which you do when you turn like 22. Not on the BBC. <laughs> well oh, right. that's the thing. They took her and made her funny and the British people just absolutely loved it because they knew her when she was like a young hot actress well not even an actress just a young hot model but then when she got older they were like oh she looks funny then she behaved funny. Yeah. She fixed her worked. teeth, combed her hair. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. Over in Britain. Uh, this is just a little thing for me because this made me happy. Today I realized that the Vicar of Dibley, which is one of my... That is such a British sounding show. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. It's one of my favorite British shows. Yes. That's a show? Yes, it's oh, amazing. Oh, I thought that was a sport. That's just a show. Uh, no. Richard Curtis. So it's... it's- so good. The and Vicar of Diddley. Diddley. Oh, 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 Diddley. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm that is, sorry. That, that's, that's, that's the most British sounding show yes. next to Porridge, which is a show, <laughs> which I think is really? the most British sounding show. Yeah. I want to be on that. Yeah. <laughs> we can get your part on Brit- Porridge. Well, I'm directing an episode of Porridge. I would like you to be in it. <laughs> Did you know that she was also in Spice World, you guys? I'm sure you guys saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Uh-huh. Sounds Minions. Like yep. She does a t- ton of voiceover work. But, um, you know, I have to say the part, this is kind of amazing, but... John Leguizamo is celebrating a birthday. What? Yes. Oh, yeah. He tur- turns 52. What's Spawns? So uh, interesting about this is that you said it's interesting that he's, you know, working again. Yeah. Yeah, he's done a ton of stuff right now. I know. Matter I fact, tease John Leguizamo. He's, he's we love John Leguizamo. Just turned 52 of all things, which I think is crazy. And he can play anywhere from feisty to sensitive to a cold-blooded killer. Like in Bloodlines, which he's currently in, he plays mm-hmm. Ozzy Del Vecchio. So scary. We're in season yeah, we're three. Yeah, we're halfway through the new season. Do yeah. you have some trivia on him? Because I don't want to trump your trivia because I heard oh, him do ahead. an interview and I think he's the only actor to kill both like Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro on screen. <laughs> guess who else he killed? <laughs> Paul, don't guess. He's killed somebody else that Paul loves on screen. This might be. Um, I if might you, be wrong with Max von Sydow. Brando he didn't kill him if it's what it Oh, he, he shot him. He shot didn't him kill him. He, yeah. In the head? Shot him in the head, and, and he and caused him to become a different person. He started painting Ritz crackers, and then he adopted a puppy. Yeah. Who is this? He's, he's in the opening scene of *Regarding Henry*. He's Harrison the reason Ford the movie now. happens. Oh, he yeah. shoots mm-hmm. Harrison. Maybe it's Harrison Ford and Robert De Niro. He's the only. He has some weird uh, credit where he's the only guy to do it on screen. The only actor to. Shoot. Everybody else just does it off screen. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Perfect. Underrated movie, *The Pest*, by the way. Oh yeah. Underrated movie. Yeah. yeah. Spicarama was his one-man show. That's that, what I was just right? going to say, and that, that was, was filmed. Great. Filmed by HBO, and that was the thing that kind of got him his calling card. Then he did, um, he also did Mambo Mouth, which yeah, I like never saw. Yeah, he four or five solo shows. Yeah. It really pl- uh, mm-hmm. took, you know, yeah, that was the thing. Rocking him up. The, uh, 
Uh, also, it says here uh, he played in Spawn. He played a clown. He did. And he said that that costume was like a penis wearing a condom. I don't know this character. Is wow. that accurate? They didn't really have special effects back then. Yes. Uh, and, and if anybody's seen the ending in that movie, they really didn't. Uh, but uh, yeah, he had to scooch down. He had to yeah. like lean, scooch down in a costume. It was That's the way I felt when I drove up to the house today. I yeah? Kind of, yeah, I, was, I went to Whole Foods and I came back to my house and I felt like penis wearing condom. <laughs> That'll happen. <laughs> Usually it happens feeling, when you go to Vaughn's. I just want to tell you I'm feeling better now. I feel this. Well, you're looking great. You look fantastic. Perhaps you spawned earlier. description. You're at least half a foot taller. <laughs> you probably didn't need that in this radio show at all. No, I, I, people love theater of the mind. And so they can enjoy that image. Mm. All right, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true, Chris. I know this happens Uh-oh. to you all the time. People oh, are approaching yeah? you on the street and they say, hey, Tell me two interesting things about that carrot and Volpe. And I yeah. say, well, first, next to Kurt Douglas, some of the best seat butt warmth <laughs> you're ever going <laughs> to experience. This is true. This is true. Uh, and then yeah. the other thing that I tell them yeah. about Karen is that she loves when celebrities sing. I do. Wow. So I thought that I would give our, uh, mm. our girl, our birthday girl, Jennifer Saunders, a little love mm. because... I, I didn't. I mean, she does a ton, a ton, a ton of voices, and she was in Shrek 2 playing the fairy godmother. And so here she is singing a little Holding Out for a Hero, and she actually sounds pretty good. She sounds great. Yeah. It's not funny. It's good. Darling, darling, sweetie he's darling. Sounds like Donna Summer. Right? It's yeah, good. Sure. I was going to be funny, but it's actually good. Great. All right, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together with the movie guys, individually, we are Follow us at the movie guys on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. Uh, all that stuff. Thank you once again to all of our new listeners on WRFA 107.9 in Jamestown, Ooh. New York. Please come back every Monday night at 8 p.m. Thanks to Chris Mulkey. Yeah. Fantastic. Check out Chris's music, too. we got to make sure we plug that. Yeah, what do you have for social media? You follow uh, social? Yeah, I do I do Facebook a bunch, and it's on CD and I, iTunes. And uh, you can see some of my videos on uh, YouTube. Uh, it's great. Living in White Trash, Evan. <laughs> and Blue, uh, Blue Highway, Lost Heroes Highway. Yeah, it's like a lot of stuff. Yeah, just keep rocking. And you play all over, right? Yeah, you come see. Yeah, yeah come, just came back from Vegas uh, yeah. playing House of Blues at Mandalay Bay. Come up, we'll be up there in uh, early September again. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Drinks are free. Cool. I'm just saying. It's going to be packed now. Gambling, our if you're gambling, they're free. Come on, baby. Uh, thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every weekend as ever. We owe everything to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, uh, we wrap up July with Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. And who cares what else, honestly? And if you don't know what to go see, just go see Ghostbusters. Because yeah. the the ladies could use that nice big box office. They so did the biggest comedy money. opening of the year. Perfect. Yeah. I, I love when uh, guests who have worked with directors have a impersonation because I don't know what these people sound like. What what do, do you have to do a Walter Hill impersonation? Chris, I'm just up low, and do it slow. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Can you say this is Walter Hill and you're listening to the movie guys? Hi, this is Walter Hill. Um, you're listening to the movie guys. Thanks. I got no money in my pocket, but I know I'm on my way. I think that's fate.